Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a Dogcast Studio podcast. Catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turn Buckle Report. Reporting live tonight, kind of, because you're not hearing this live, but it's live for me. All the way in a hotel room. But I have the guy with me. What's up, brother? How you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, welcome to our show. I feel like somebody's watching me. No, I feel like we're going to be. Uh, we're going to be talking about Cody Rhodes. I have a premonition. A little bit. I don't know how I know this, but I have a feeling. That's a good premonition. Um, Cody Rhodes will be in the subject matter tonight, if you will. Because Cody Rhodes is the new lifeblood of WWE. If you didn't know that. I don't know if you knew that. Did you see the press release on that? He's the he's the new lifeblood. He's, what's, he's the pulse of that show now. He's the heart of WWE. Yeah. yeah. Thank God for Cody hey, Rhodes, man. Thank He's God the for the hero. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, it's not AEW Cody Rhodes. Wait a second. Yes, it is. I've had a lot of time to ponder this. And, and you know, I'm, we're going to get into it because I, I don't, I, I just got to, I got to do this. I got to do this. Cody Rhodes is frustrating me more and more each day. We've spent way too much time talking about him already, but it's still, we, it's still, it's still going to happen until he wins that stupid fucking belt. It's going to, it's going to happen. And then it's all going to go to shit. That's that's what we're starting with tonight. Does his career go to shit after he wins his father? He's not he's not actually winning it. He's uh he's he's just winning it for his dad. I think that's a good subject topic to uh to be the main meat of the show, the vein if you will. But I will say I'm going to go see Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness mm-hmm. tonight. I'm hoping when I go to this movie, I'm going to see a version of Cody Rhodes in the multiverse. You will. That I'll actually want to root for rather than booing. Like, it's going to be Stardust. In an alternate universe, it'll be uh, the American Nightmare Stardust. <laughs> the American Star Dusty Nightmare. <laughs> Dusty Nightmare. <laughs> He's gonna go buy Dusty, Dusty Nightmare, the American Stardust. That's what he should do. I mean, you mentioned it right before we got on talking about this dude that was dressed totally in hard times gimmick, Dusty Rhodes at one of the live shows. Bye bye. Uh huh. Look here, Daddy. Cody gave him the mic. Give him, give him the mic. You said that uh, that might be a glimpse. Is Cody Rhodes actually a decent human being? Uh, I couldn't tell if this was like Cody pandering mm-hmm. to his father's legacy where he allowed this man to get on a mic. It was almost like a Make-A-Wish kid standing there that he's given a microphone to, it pretending to be his dad, and he's just standing in the picture with his arms crossed. Like, <laughs> he obviously, I, I can only see the picture, and I was thinking like, I, I can only think like what Cody was thinking. He was probably like, man, I sure hope Vince likes this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm WWE Cody. 
You had you had a little bit of homework this week that you failed on, by the way. I failed. You're a failure. You're a failure. I failed. This Doctor Strange shit's getting in your head because you're a failure. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to watch the interview on the Stone Cold Sessions, and you did not do it. And this this is the main thing, man. This is the main thing I want to talk about tonight is, is why I don't like Cody. But as I alluded to in some of our texting, I am... I'm coming around in a certain area when it comes to Cody Rhodes. What I've discovered, what I've discovered is I don't like Cody Reynolds. I think he's the jerk. I think he's the smug boss that rubs it in your face and lets you know that he's the boss. But I really like his wrestling. And you, you disagree with me on that. I can't, I can't root for this guy. So, we had WrestleMania backlash this weekend, and mm-hmm. I'm watching his match. All I can see is a stiff wrestler. He can't wrestle. All I see is a, a smug. You know, I'm trying to turn a new leaf. I'm trying to be less negative about wrestling. You know, you'd show mm-hmm. me a picture of the RKO belt, and we were all like, oh, you got you and Josh were like, oh, we hate that RKO big yeah. old belt. And I was like, no, no, it's cool. It's cool. Like, I'm thinking in my head, like, I'll be the positive one this time. <laughs> I'm going to do this. But when it comes to Cody Rhodes, I see him wrestle and I see him against Seth Rollins. All I could think in my mind is Seth Rollins is carrying this match. Seth Rollins is the better wrestler. And, and, and I'm not taking anything away from Seth Rollins. He is a really good wrestler. And you know yeah. what I keep thinking, Leland? And maybe maybe this is what it is. Maybe you're right. Maybe when I see him in the ring, I see Cody Runnels. I don't see Cody Rhodes. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe I know way too much behind the scenes and it causes me to not like Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare. Maybe that's the problem, because when I when, when he had that stupid little show on TBS mm-hmm. or TNT, you know the roads to the top, roads to the top, mm-hmm. and they pulled back the curtain, and I got to see how Cody was. I can't watch mm-hmm. him in WWE and respect him because all I can think is he's a two faced. He he would he would step stab his friends in the back for a paycheck. That's all I can see, and that's all I can think, and that's really unfortunate because you're here like I can get behind the American Nightmare. I, I don't know I don't know if a wrestler has like pulled this out of me in a very long time to where you know prior to the Roads to the Top show um we were I think we were all Cody Rhodes fans except for Josh. Josh has always hated him. Uh but you and I you and I were all about it. We were excited on AEW any new angle he had. Uh give the exception of the Anthony Gogo one. I think, you know, the consensus is that kind of failed. But uh, we were all excited about Cody Rhodes. And we enjoyed watching his matches. We thought he had quality matches. I think a couple of his matches we even listed as five-star, whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean. But we, that one we thought Wardlow? they were pretty good stuff. When he yeah. got on the top. One with Wardlow, very yeah, good. Yeah, he got on the top of the um, uh, steel cage and did the, the moonsault right off the steel cage. Mm-hmm. In, Atlanta. Now, in Atlanta. I yeah. I rooted for him in my living room. I jumped up and down in my living room for that moonsault. I thought that was the most amazing thing. And now I watch him at Mes- WrestleMania Backlash and think he can't wrestle. Because mm-hmm. the curtain's been pulled back. And that's really what it was. It was that stupid show he did. And after I watched the full season of that, every every night, it was, I, I don't want to say it was on like, uh, wasn't it Wednesday nights right after Dynamite, I think? But anyway, Yeah, it came on after Dynamite. Um, every Wednesday when I would watch that, it just a little more each week. I, I just was, man, I don't like this guy. I think this is, 
the kind of human that I don't want anything to do with. He proved that on the Stone Cold show, uh, which I know you really enjoyed. You, you told me. <laughs> it, was one of, it was probably really one of the top episodes the I've ever seen. Yeah, exactly. And he really showed it. He showed up. And, and this is kind of the, the connection I want to make here and, and try to dissect what, what is going on in my brain. Uh, this is the TBR session of therapy for me, basically. Wrestling therapy 101. Cody Rhodes shows up wearing this uh, purple suit. It's not bright. It's pa- pastel purple. Three-piece suit. Uh, he's got the little dangly thing on his on his tie. I don't really know what that's supposed to be, but it's a new thing. And um, he's he spends the first, like, I don't know, six, seven minutes talking about his Rolex. And I thought, man, this guy, if he was doing this in the ring, I would think that this is his best attempt of being Ric Flair. And I thought, well, if he's trying, if if that's the case, I really like Ric Flair. Why wouldn't I like this? The difference is the Ric Flair gimmick, though close to reality, is still a gimmick. Where Cody is trying to be Hulk Hogan. He's trying to be Dusty. He's trying to be loved. But in real life, he's really Ric Flair. That's a problem for me, I think. He's trying to be like John Cena. Trying to get that John Cena comparison. Yeah, you know into that. What? What? Yeah. So for me, John Cena, we did not like. I think it's very well known on the show. I don't think there's much more we need to delve into. Two thousand six, no. seven, yeah, and eight. That was like we were anti John Cena, but when they pulled the curtain back on John Cena and we got to see the real John Cena, I'm like, why did I ever boo the boo this guy? This guy's amazing. Yeah, I like I like him. He's an amazing human being. He's one of the, he's a genuinely good dude. So I'm mm-hmm. booing somebody who I thought was a smug piece of crap. Find out that when the curtains pulled back, quite the opposite. I'm yeah. rooting for a guy who I think isn't. Pull back the curtain, find out he is. And now I'm booing him. Same for John Cena. I root for him because of John Cena, the guy, not John Cena, the character you get in WWE. It's so yeah. weird that I do that. But when you say he gets on Broken Skull, and, and, I re- and I remember the tweet that went out. He did the whole ear thing that Cody always does, and he had Stone Cold yeah. do it. And then, he, and then he tagged the Young Bucks in this tweet. And I thought... Yeah. Is this a good thing? Should he be tagging the young bucks that he's on broken skull? Like what? What is? What kind of tweet is this? What's? It almost felt like it was a little pompous to me, a little pretentious. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I hope the bucks destroy him in the tweet, but the bucks never replied to him. So I was like, I, okay, I don't know what's going on there, but it was yeah. just weird. It was just a very weird. Well, tweet. he he kind of dove into that a little bit about you know him being this EVP, and yeah, it's been copied and pasted and re you know, respun on social media, but there was a little clip there where he's talking about being an EVP. And he said it was just the wrong time in his life. Like if he was 45, it would have been good for him to be an EVP. Um, but he wasn't ready for that because he wasn't at the end of his career. And the, the thing that he said about that, that was probably the clip that everybody hung on to. And they're like, oh, well, this makes sense now. But if they just listen a little further in that, the thing that really chapped my ass with him was then he goes on to say, well, you know, I still talk to some of those guys that uh, used to work for me. And it's really tough for me to shut it off because they're coming to me for advice. And, you know, I still want to I still want to be their be their boss. And it's like, I don't think anybody's doing that. I don't, I don't think anybody is calling him and saying, hey, um, did you watch my match by chance? And and give me some pointers. I, I just don't I don't see that. I don't I don't see it happen. I think people in AEW were bitter that he left and it wasn't just the fans. 
There's an entire faction called the Jericho Appreciation Society making fun of Cody going to WWE by calling them sports entertainers. Nobody and mm-hmm. AEW a good point. likes the Cody left. Nobody every I think if I think Cody would have had more respect from the AEW AEW, the AEW locker room. <laughs> it's the AEW. I think he would have gotten more respect had he stuck out the booze, pushed through it. Yeah. Win heal something, something to help improve his character. Look how many times Jericho's reinvented himself to stay relevant in, in, in AEW. He will go down as one of the greatest wrestlers of all time next to Ric Flair, period. He will. Yeah. Because yeah. he's always found a way to adapt. Cody was not wanting to adapt. He wanted to stay that rigid. He he thought that character is what was going to make him money. He thought going heel was somehow going to ruin his, his income. I, I MJF has to be making tons of money right now as a heel has to be tons oh, of it yeah. wrestling cm punk, punk i mean how much money is this man making it's got to be for sure millions of dollars and cody's worried about his income because a little heel turn might ruin everything for him ruin his brand and what he's i just can't get behind him and i wish i could because you keep saying the cody Rhodes in wwe is something you can get behind not runnels but Rhodes. it's the american nightmare gimmick and, and that's what kind of clicked for me is, is if I didn't have all the behind the scenes, the interviews, the shoot interviews, the, the roads to the top show, if I didn't have all that, I wouldn't have any of the opinion I have on Cody road or Cody Reynolds right now. I wouldn't have, it wouldn't be skewed at all because think about how cool that is and how rare that is for the WWE. You had a guy when he left the WWE, he he was the, the Stardust character. It was disgusting. It was horrible. If you go back and watch some of those matches, it was just, oh, my God. Like, this ain't going nowhere. He made the right choice. He left. He gambled on himself. He became the American Nightmare um, in Ring of Honor and then most of that with the Bullet Club over in New Japan. He made that gimmick work to where he became so profitable that the WWE brought him back in. I'm sure he's making buku bucks now, way more than he's ever made. And they kept every ounce of that gimmick. Everything. They didn't change a thing. Um, and that's really rare. And I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to think about anybody in WWE, anybody else that was able to do that. And the only one that pops in my head right now, we might come up with more, is Ric Flair. That's the only one I can think of that had that carte blanche to be able to walk in and, and still keep 100% of that character. That's a good point. Finn Balor. Good example of WWE changing it up. One of the most over-wrestlers in New Japan. That character, the Prince. Now, they kept some things in some some things about it. They kept it in WWE. But for the most part, they, they called him Finn Balor. Because his name wasn't Finn Balor. It was like Hakeem or something like that in New Japan. Yeah. Comes into WWE. They change up his name. They tweak his gimmick a little bit. He didn't. He got a whole brand new theme song, like all of it, all of it, right? No more Bullet Club, mm-hmm. no more factions, no more none of it. He's a one-man band guy now. He didn't get to keep any of his stuff. And Cody Rhodes yeah. got to keep everything. It's insane. Everything. He kept it all. Um, and it, it, we're probably going back to the golden era. Before we, you know, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of others now. Uh, Macho Man may have been one, but Macho Man was kind of doing that gimmick in in Memphis, but it wasn't, it it expanded. 
uh, in WWE. Hogan, as we know, Jake became the snake. Hogan. He got so the Jake the snake. Well, he got the snake in WWE. Um, before then, he was just Jake Roberts. And he wrestled the same, but just, you know, he had the, he then the gimmick. So most people will go to WWE and their, their gimmick, if they're, if they're able to keep what they have, there's some twist on it to, to quite frankly, elevate it. Uh, Cause if there's one thing Vince McMahon does better than any wrestling promoter ever, it's uh, create characters, i.e. the undertaker. Uh, he was mean Mark in WW in WCW. So he's good at that. And I don't take that from him. And that's, that's the point. reason that he, that he has had, success with that of oh oh this is good but i feel like i can twist it just a little bit and make something even better out of it he's been very successful at that this is a scenario where just like rick flair he came in and said cody don't change a thing we're going to keep your music we want the gimmick we want the logo um don't change anything and we're going to pay you handsomely to do that that's what i'm saying that's why it's hard for me to abandon the American nightmare because that is so cool that that happens. And I, if I'm sitting here and I, we, we, we come on, Chad, we've watched wrestling for over 30 years at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me to sit back and think, man, I, I can't think of only a couple wrestlers that's had that kind of freedom. And it's tough to not get behind that because that means that's working, working to a point where the billionaire Vince McMahon says, nah, I'm good. Uh, I just want that. And I'm going to, I'm going to push it to the moon. That's the problem right now is with Cody Rhodes. I, I even see, I, I recently joined this Facebook club. So a little shout out to the, uh, the, the wrestling title belt, uh, trade buy, sell trade club on Facebook. A little shout out to you guys. It's a pretty cool little club. You know that I, I collect some of these, these belts and, um, certainly not to the extent of a lot of these guys are doing, but, uh, they are now, I just saw it today, actually. There's a couple guys that are taking the plates of the winged eagle off of the the traditional black strap and putting it on a white strap because that's exactly what's going to happen when Cody wins one of these titles. That might be our next topic right there. When he wins a title, is it going to be a unified title or or are they going to revamp the WWE title for Cody? And it sounds like that's the direction they're going. Roman's already hinting to taking some time off and and well-deserved. I mean, the man's carried the company for a while. Oh, Absolutely. Two and a half years now, three years. Well, he's yeah, he's been that universal title for over two years. So, and he's and he's wrestling on SmackDown. He's wrestling on pay per views. He's doing house shows. He's everywhere. Mm-hmm. The man yeah. is well deserving of some rest and some time off. He's he's earned for it. Sure. Um, I could see them putting the belt on Cody and giving Cody a run, and unifying so the that- tiles and. And doing that for a little That's bit. That's what's confusing about me is everything they're doing with the American Nightmare gimmick. I love. I, I've I've said on this show, I don't know how many times, I, I want you to take one of those title belts, whether it's the Universal, whether it's the WWE, maybe a combination of both, I don't care. And you've got to bring that classic look back. Um, I My favorite title, I've said it a number of times, is Big Goldie. I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm that fan. But I will tell you, that growing up as a little kid, there was no other belt that identified wrestling to me better than the Winged Eagle. Mm-hmm. That was the title, and I just I think that it's going to happen. I, I think it's coming back. He's going to win the title, and it's going to be it's going to be an homage to the past because that's exactly what he did. I don't know the year, but that's exactly what he did when he won the um, the uh, Intercontinental title. He went back to the original Intercontinental with the white strap. So. 
You know, I see that happening. My only question is, and, and by the way, when that happens, I'll be excited. I'll be happy. I'll be happy for, for the nightmare, the American nightmare. Um, what happens after that? Because we're experiencing the same thing with Hangman Page right now. And that's the comparison I'm really trying to get to here. We're in the era of the heel. Babyface champions are struggling right now. Struggling. We talked about this, what, a month ago? We talked about on both WWE and AEW, babyface champions are struggling. The booking's struggling, all struggling. So when we think about Cody, we're thinking, okay, if he's your babyface champion, where does he go? Where does yeah. he go? He's got plenty of heels. He could wrestle Baron Corbin. <laughs> Whoopee. He could wrestle, uh, you know, he could do a, a Drew McIntyre character heel type wrestling match. He could do, there's things they can do. Uh, Bobby Lashley going heel again. There's things they can do. It's just none of those names I just mentioned give me any, like, excitement. Excitement. It's not drawing me in. Right. And that's one thing the Nightmare's doing is it's drawing me in. I'm I'm consistently watching Raw to see what's going to happen. And that's why I can't deny. And I just, I guess I had to use TBR psychology here and help me get through this is to realize that that's okay. I can like a gimmick, but um, personally, I don't. I, I have nothing. I have nothing for the guy. I and and, and that's fine because I'm. I'll probably never meet him a day in my life. Never ha- have any conversation with him, and I'm totally okay with that. Um, but with all that said, being in attendance at WrestleMania 38, I don't take back my reaction because that was a real reaction. When we were sitting on top of the stadium, basically, and his music hit, I just put my head down. You did the same thing. Just put my. I just put my head down. I didn't even turn around to look. I was walking it out is. of the bathroom, and I heard, You were. Wrestling has one royal family. I was like, no, no way. No. And I didn't yep. even turn to look to see who it was. I knew who it was because I'd heard that theme song so many times in AEW that I just kept walking to my seat, didn't want to turn around and see it. I was in denial. I was like, there's no ways here. Yeah. And, and the crowd was losing it. Everybody loved it, and it was so painful for me. So painful. I... I think for me, it wasn't about Cody Rhodes for me. It was personal for me. I love AEW, and it yeah. felt like a stab in their face. Like, it just, a slap in the face to AEW is what it felt like to me. And I was like, uh, I, you know, Seth Rollins, I hope he wins this one now. You know, like, I was just so mad. But the WWE Universe loved it. They were all well, about there's it. A lot of, there's a lot of WWE folks that are saying, you know, that... Um, and I, they may be right that this is this is Vince McMahon. You know, Tony Khan is trying to play with fire, and he's trying to outsmart Vince McMahon. And everything in hindsight's twenty twenty. And when you look back now, we question so much. We we thought, oh man, we thought it was so groundbreaking. Um, going back to the Broken Skull sessions, when Chris Jericho, oh yeah, was allowed to be on the Broken Skull sessions. I still think that's a monumental m- move. At the time, I thought that was a monumental move for AEW. Not anymore. I don't think it had anything to do with AEW. I think it had everything to do with Vince McMahon. Because you said it on this show. Look what just happened. Vince McMahon released a shit ton of people. He freed up his roster. He freed up some money. And more importantly than the money at this point with him, he freed up TV time. Storylines. 
freed it all up to where we had no clue what was going on. This may have been Josh making this point now that I'm digesting this through. Uh, it's freed up all this all this time and then cherry picked the one person, the one person that could hurt AEW the absolute most. And he buttered them up. He buttered them up by letting Jericho on there. Um, we saw a hint of it at the Royal Rumble with having Mick James, Mickey James as the current, uh, she was the Impact Women's Champion at the time. We, those things still could still be monumental and still be bigger than even what we're talking about right now. But when you add in uh, Cody Rhodes being signed, being pursued, by the way, by the WWE, man, Vince has still got it. He's got this thing figured out. And, and I don't ever want to see a time where we don't have major wrestling companies competing with each other because it, it when one of them wins, we all lose because it creates horrible wrestling for like 20 years. Um, boring. When you only got one place to go, it, it's a bad thing. We need competition. So I, I hope that this isn't the destruction of AEW. I, I don't think it is. Um, but I think Tony Khan has to sit back and realize that the old man just got him on that one. He just schooled him on that. Nobody saw Cody Rhodes coming. Nobody. Nobody saw that happen. A lot of people, t- they had speculation, of course. Uh, but WWE controlled that narrative, too. Because for three weeks leading up to, to AEW, or I'm sorry, to WrestleMania, they they had the whole angle of Seth Rollins. How are we going to have a, a WrestleMania without having Seth Rollins wrestling? And then, oh, we have this surprise person. So even WWE kind of set that up. They, they created that narrative. Man, it's impressive. It's impressive. This guy's forgotten more about wrestling than Tony Khan, I think, is going to know. I hate the thing that. is, I have faith in Tony Khan learning from his adventures in, in wrestling. I think he's going to take that as an L. Say he lost. Mm-hmm. I think Tony Khan's very smart. Agreed. But his... His retaliation to Cody going to WWE was to do a mixed pay-per-view with NJWP as if he's opening up a forbidden door like CWW were open. Again, unless Vince McMahon is opening the door that he closed, it's not a forbidden door. It's just another pay-per-view that AEW is hosting. That's it. Exactly. So let me say this one last thing before it loses my my mind here. What this really did when, when Cody Rhodes showed up and this kind of clicked in my head of, oh, wow, I think I think I might have just figured out what, what was happening here. For the first time, what, AEW's been around three years now? Mm. For the first time, I looked at AEW as a high-level indie brand. And before that, I never did. I never did. On day one of AEW Dynamite, I looked at it as, go back in the archives and listen to the show. I looked at it as, this is legitimate competition for WWE. Yeah. But when he pulled that sly one, pulled that slick wool over um, over AEW's eyes and Tony Khan's eyes and, and got Cody in there. Wow. For the first time, I realized, I thought to myself, wow, I, I love AEW, but for the first time, they look like an indie brand to me. And it certainly doesn't help now that we have Ring of Honor being defended on, on AEW TV. Which has created good matches, but still, it's still very indie. And that's Tony's way to, like, compete back is a mixed... Because, again, like I said, it's at the United Center, so it's not in Rosemont. It's not at the... uh, uh, Where All Out was. I can't remember where it was, but their smaller venue 
arena in Chicago. Yeah, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. This is the United Center, huge, where the Chicago Bulls play. So this is going to be huge. It's going to be a very huge venue. It's probably the biggest venue AEW's ever had to this to date. They're already sold out. I mean, it's they they are sold out. It's going to be a huge event. So this is his this is his his way to compete back. The problem is again, again, it's not at Texas Stadium, okay? Because that's humongous, um, oh, huge. It's not. It's to me. It's just here's WrestleMania. Here's what Tony's trying to do. It's just three mm-hmm. or four steps still down to where he needs to be. And you can't get there overnight. And you certainly can't get there in three years. It's going to take, what, WWE's been around 40 years? Mm-hmm. Longer before that when it was WWWF. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's Seen been it. around a long time. The, the McMahons have been owning that that business for a long time. For Tony to compete, he's going to have to be around a while, and he's going to have to continue to learn and grow. And when he stepped to the plate to think he can compete with Vince, Vince shut him down. He's like, okay, you want to, that's fine. I'm going to go ahead and force you to take all of the guys I don't want, and you're going to run out of cap space. And guess what you're going to end up doing? You're not going to have the money to re-sign a wrestler I want because you signed all the guys that you thought you were getting one up on me. So now you can't keep Cody because you don't have the money. I'll go ahead and take him. Smart. Like it's it was so smart for Vince to do it. He 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 put out his fish hook, he dangled it out there, and he got exactly what he wanted. He he was I think I think we talked about this. I think that's what we thought was going on, but we were in I was in denial about it. I was like, no, no, no. WWE's 100%. losing money. They don't they don't they, they're not able to compete anymore. AEW's getting the, the leg. And then I then I saw what happened. I was like, oh no. No, that was far from the truth. AEW's just not there. They're just not there. Can I say, this is exactly why I do this show. This is exactly why I love what we do. Because we are not, we have never came on the airways and said, we're the experts in anything. We have never booked a territory. We don't own a wrestling company. We are just fans trying to work it out and be wrestling fans. That's it. That, that's what I love doing about this show. Because that shows like this express that sentiment better than any 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 other show I hear of. I'm not trying to be pretentious and tell you I know it all because clearly if you go back in the archives and listen to our shows, we go up and down with where we're at because we're just we're just fans. We're just trying to be fans and, and digesting all of this wrestling stuff we're, we're seeing. This, this topic of Vince McMahon outsmarting, it's like any other business of a supply and demand kind of situation, right? And I think this is what, what kind of what opens my eyes to how Vince McMahon is maybe thinking on this and how, how maybe the wrestling business is you have TV time. And and I'm sorry, if you're a wrestling company that doesn't have TV time, you're the amateur league. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's the goal is to have TV time and to, and to make this a a, a show that that's the goal. Um, so all these indie brands, we, you know, we love our indie markets on this show. We do. We support them, but that's the goal. So if you're, if you're a businessman to that point where understand this, Tony Khan, you have a TV program, let's say all of his TV programming. And I don't, I don't include uh, YouTube, just what he has on cable. He has three hours a week. How much money you could break this down into dollars. When you look at a roster, how much do you need to create a creative and um, engaging show on three hours of programming. 
when you're consistently picking up everything that is being fired from NXT and WWE, and I know they didn't get everybody, so I don't want to hear it. I know they didn't get everybody, but they got a lot of people. They sure did. When you're buying up all these people, your roster increases, okay, your supply increases, but your demand is going to decrease because now you don't have you don't have TV time for all these guys. So now you're going to dump them on dark and you're going to dump them on uh, elevation, uh, you know, and they're all fighting for the same job on dynamite. That's the, that's the play here that I think that is how Vince outsmarted him is I decreased my supply, which in turn, by adding one person took my demand through the roof, because I'll tell you, man, this Cody Rhodes move has made WWE on the map again. It's not just wrestling fans watching now. That turns some heads. It's working. And the CM Punk grab didn't do anything. It kind of took it away, right? It's, It's put MJF on the map, but it didn't really do much to the entire promotion as a whole. So I don't know if I agree with that. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that because when CM Punk debuted, I wish I could have been in the arena uh, because on TV that. Oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he'd been the, out of what? Seven, eight years? It could have been seven years. That could have been one of the loudest pops I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I get that. And, I get it. What I'm saying and is. And CM Punk is still relevant on, on Dynamite. He's vying for a championship. Anyway, I'll, I'll yeah, stop. No, they're, I, they're I, still rooting. He, he still gets his pop. I get it. What I'm saying is, is that. It's not the same as where Cody Rhodes is going. I can see Cody Rhodes elevating in WWE. Yeah. yeah. But CM Punk has kind of been putting the younger guys over. Maybe I don't see the big picture yet. Maybe this was always a way to get MJF over to be the guy in AEW. But again, it takes many, many years for a promotion to get to that point, to build a lot of credibility, to build a lot of wrestling names. I mean, we're we're talking about WWF with Rocky Maivia. Boo! to The Rock in WWE, it takes years. So it's not going to happen overnight. And I don't want to jump ship off AEW, but as of right now, you're right. They are a high-level indie show. I can, when, you know, you bring up a good point there. I I can only think of one person, AEW, in their young career uh, right now that has made a complete character change and it worked. And that's probably Britt Baker. You think about Brick Baker when she started out, uh, it was very, you know, white bread uh, baby face. When she did that heel turn, it, she changed her entire gimmick. She changed her look, her bravado. She changed everything. Um, I'm not trying to say that that is at the level of The Rock. Of course it's not. But that shows, that demonstrates how young AEW really is, is they haven't had time for a character to develop and do a complete character change and actually make it work. So, well, she's on WWE's map. They have tried to persuade her to come over to, to NXT. So she's she did it. She's doing something that's getting the attention of even them. So it's impressive. It's probably one of the most impressive things I've seen in wrestling, really. Because I didn't think Britt Baker would ever recover from that run as a babyface, and she did. She did. It was so bad. It was so bad. You bring up MJF, and is this all a plot to get him over? And I think the answer is absolutely yes. 
And I actually think MJF is going to hit his fever pitch in the year 2023. Right now, I, I think uh, for the rest of the year, we're going to see good quality matches out of him. And we're going to see some interesting storylines. I think this Wardlow thing is freaking awesome. Wardlow coming out of the the the, the gate looking like Goldberg. Um, I'm loving every ounce of that. But I think 2023 is going to be planned as his big year. I think that's going to be his title run. And I think he's going to carry that title longer than anybody we've seen thus far. And to make that happen, you have to have an over babyface. We kind of thought we had that with it, with Hangman Page. But as Hangman goes along, I love Hangman. I love this character. I love this wrestler. Uh, I just went a little stale on his championship run. But we still need a babyface. I think I think uh, CM Punk becomes that babyface to carry this company over to MJF. The reason I say 2023 is we've all know that 2024 is MJF's contract year. And uh, I, I think he's actually being shoot when he says this. I, I don't think there's any um, uh, uh, any any denying what he's really saying. He's saying that he's going to the highest bidder, period. Um, and now, we, we said before, if MJF goes to uh, WWE, all he's going to be is Miz 2.0. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't know if we can say that anymore there, uh, Chadwick. Because look. If he continues to get over in the fashion that he's getting over, how does he not walk in just like Cody Rhodes has? I could I could hear that. Didn't, 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 and it, and guess what show I'm at? I'm at Raw. And then he comes out and he's doing his old gimmick and shtick and telling the crowd, "Cut my music, cut my music," talking crap to the crowd. He may not use a lot of profanity, but it will still be MJF, right? So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's the forbidden door right there. It's not this pay-per-view coming up. That's the forbidden door that has been kicked open, and Vince McMahon's the one doing it. He has show, He's showing his cards with this, with this Cody Rhodes deal. There is more to this Cody Rhodes signing than, than I think we certainly gave, gave credit to. And as we dissect it, it's, it's only going to get worse because... What does Tony Khan do now? I think the year 2024, first of all, they have to sustain their viewership and continue to grow their viewership to that level uh, to be competitive with uh, WWE. They have to continue that. That can't, that can't slide back one iota. But they have to do everything in their checkbook to keep MJF. If they lose MJF, it's going to be very tough for them not to turn into ring of honor 2.2 2.0 TNA impact. Yep. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough because that's a homegrown guy. Cody Rhodes was not homegrown, but MJF sure is. And uh, Britt Baker signs with WWE. That's, that's a hurt in the women's division. I, I think, uh, absolutely. I, I think that, um, I've said a long, you bring up the women's division. I've said for a long time, I think that Charlotte Flair, um, I really wish something would piss her off really bad and she quit. I, I really wish something creatively would just piss her off and she just decides I'm done and goes to AEW. Because what else can she do in the WWE? She's, she's I mean, she's done on. it all. 13 time champion. Uh, she's done it all. She's done it all. Um, now's the, you know, now's the point of her career where you've made all the money. You've made a lot of money. 
uh, go make some more money in AEW and have creative control. That'd be a great move for them. Um, it definitely counters it the, at this point. It definitely counters them having Cody if they could get Charlotte. Yeah. Because up until Cody Rhodes, nothing against Roman, but Charlotte Flair was the face of that company. So, and and I think she still is. Even with Cody on the roster, the women's division is still the dominant division in WWE. So, totally agree. I totally agree. I think the two faces of WWE is hands down Roman Reigns, and then not very far behind him is, is Charlotte Flair. 100%. I just don't know what, what can Tony Khan do now? I think he has to cultivate. He needs to take a step back uh, and just let his product grow. Now we need to stop relying on the Oh, I have a big surprise. I'm so fucking tired of hearing about that. I am so tired of Tony Khan teasing on Busted Open on Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday morning that you better tune in tonight, guys, because I have a big surprise. I have I have, I have, have a big announcement I'm going to make. Mm-hmm. And then it's New Japan, whatever the fuck. It's I'm bringing in... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm bringing in... Uh, Ruby Riot, nothing against Ruby Riot, but you know what I'm saying. It's the status. It's the status. I'm just get. I'm getting really soured with that. The I'm only good announcement that. he had was ROH. Prizes are over. That one was good. I got behind the ROH announcement. I was like, okay, good. That's awesome. But everything after or anything before has not been as good as that announcement. So he just needs. Didn't to it feel like his announcement started going downhill when he announced uh, Christian? Yeah, because they really blew that up. And then when it was Christian, yeah. I was like, huh? Christian? I like Christian, but I, that was a whole lot of hype. I th- I still think to this, to date, other than CM Punk, CM Punk's on on a, his whole, a whole new universe. CM Punk and Big Show, Paul White, are the only two signings that he has made where I sat back and went, oh, shit. Well, they, Brian they showed up to play. That was big. Yeah, You're right. No, Brian Danielson's a big one, yeah. So yeah. Tony's had Cole, some good things. Like, eh. This goes back to what I said a couple weeks ago. AEW has done good things. They're like a teeter-totter. Some Sometimes they're like, boom, stratosphere, just gone. And then sometimes they come back down to earth pretty hard. And then they have to go back up again. It's it's a te- They're just constantly doing this. Mm-hmm. There was a time that another company did the exact same thing. It was WCW in the 94 95 time and then they finally found their footing and just took off but it took them signing a lot of old guys and that ended up being their downfall in the end i think what tony has is a really good product he's got a lot of good talent and like you've said he needs to write it out just build your company around the guys that you've got stop worrying about an announcement every week stop caring about who you can sign next let's just ride this out you have enough there to build now and just go with it. Those are my closing thoughts, by the way, because I got to get to the multiverse of madness. <laughs> That's right. Multiverse of madness. Uh, let's see where, uh, you know, anytime we're going to have Kenny Omega coming back, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be big. Uh, yeah, he's I think huge. the show, that's their face. I think the show has lacked not having Kenny Omega on there, but, uh, as much as you are going to the multiverse, I am going to stay in this universe and watch AEW dynamite tonight. Cause that's, that's what a real wrestling fan would do. Okay. <laughs> I'll have it they on my phone their, while watching the movie at the same time. They I'll would tell their this. family, listen, family. No. Okay. 
no is just as an acceptable of word or to answer as yes is. And you guys, do you not realize that it's AEW night? So there's that. The sad part and is when they start I chose crying. this night. I chose it. So it's on me. All my respect for you is gone. I'm sorry. You're like Cody Rhodes in my mind now. I'm sorry about that. We've chosen our sides, whether you're heel, whether you're babyface. You do you, baby. Dogcast Production.